Evolutionary.org presents Evolutionary Hardcore Podcast with your co-hosts, Steve from the American Underground and Mobster from the UK Iron Den. Get ready for the most hardcore and underground info in the industry. And here we go. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6... evolutionary.org hardcore podcast coming away this is episode 143 today we're doing bradley martin steve smee here and the mobster joining me from across the pond how you doing man all good let's go let's hit this guy so bradley martin he's a famous american social media fitness star bodybuilder he's got 3.7 million followers I think between all his social media, he's probably got the biggest followers of all the guys we've even talked about um, on this podcast so far. Um, They're also well-liked. He seems to, on his social media, post a lot of stuff, you know, with his dog. Of course, he's got like a pit bull. He's got a big truck. He's got women. But he also does a lot of comedy, little comedy routines. And, you know, it's a lot of lighthearted stuff. There's pictures of him with celebrities like Kevin Hart. He's got pictures, you know, with Arnold. He's got pictures with, you know, different celebrities. Him being in the California area allows him, you know, inside access to all that. So, but he's earned his way up, guys. He's not one of these guys who, these influencers who got popular the wrong way. Um, He's a legitimate bodybuilder. And he's compete. He competed uh, for three years. First place, 2013 MPC Phil Heath Classic, 2011 MPC Southern California Championships. He's six foot three, 240 pound, very low body fat. Uh, he was born in 1989, so he's a younger guy, younger than Mobster and I, maybe older than some of you guys listening to this podcast. So, but he's he yeah he's worked his way up. Um, so he's not one of these BSers out there. He's he's walked the walk, he's talked the talk, competed. And now he focuses a lot on his training. And we're going to talk about his training, his nutrition. We're going to talk about his steroid cycles. We're going to talk about the WFN scandal, which he was involved in a little bit. So we have a lot to talk about on this podcast. Mobster? Yeah, I mean, I agree with you 100%. I think he's quite probably the most popular with total figures and numbers in excess of, across all the social media, probably in excess of 8 million combined total. Um, I'm fascinated by the fact that he's quite open about talking about anxiety, which has made him a lot of fans. And he talks about how he deals with negative stuff on his social media and gets those people to come around. And he's even talked about, and this is something that seems to come up on the forum quite often, and it may well be related, of course, to steroid use, the fact that he's losing his hair. You'll very rarely see a picture of him now or video of him without his baseball cap on. But he has taken it off. He has addressed it. So you guys out there with uh, potential for malpatent baldness, uh, Bradley Martin, be way be worth, worth uh, listening to because he has addressed this in, in conversation. So as I said to Steve in the uh, pre-show, um, I think he's very much a professional social media star, as we talked about, but equally he talks about keeping it real, being honest, and trying not to go down the route of a fake persona. We see a lot of that. And in fact, we've talked about it in previous podcasts with the guys with the manipulated photographs, 
the pretense of a fantastic lifestyle, et cetera, et cetera, is also somewhat what we might call living a dream. In terms of uh, most bodybuilders, certainly a good majority of bodybuilders, he's ended up with that gym, the zoo. So we're talking about a gym that is kind of like my social media has enabled me to do this, and then he'll show you a 20,000 square foot space full of the equipment. He gets to live um, the lifestyle, collaborate with people like Larry Wills, Fitness Figure Girls. Steve's talked about some of the uh, other people, famous, very famous uh, comedians and movie stars and other athletes. So he, he talks about on a Generation 9 video, th this kind of stuff is what I wanted to do. And look where I am. And, you know, I think sometimes the only thing that you might have to worry about is that he forgets to enjoy it because it's kind of living a dream. You know, we, we do podcasts, Steve. If we start doing podcasts with The Rock, we'd be living the podcast dream, so to speak. So it's it, Bradley, I think there's there's pluses and negatives. We're going to get into the um, steroid scandal stuff, of course, and of course, perhaps that is used steroids. So there's different there's things there you've got to look at. The whole social media thing can be negative. It can feel artificial. I think Bradley's just got the right balance. And maybe that honesty, maybe that belief that he's doing it right is why we're talking about a fellow with potentially 8 million followers across all your social media platforms. Back to you. Yeah, and it's he's living the dream. Woodland Hills, California, which yep. is uh, Western. That's where the zoo culture is. Um, and he opened it back. He opened that place up. Let's see here. A few years uh, quite, ago. Yeah, quite a few years ago, years ago. yep. And uh, he has the address. It's 6455 DeSoto Avenue, Woodland Hills, California. So west side of L.A. So he's living the dream, guys. I mean, I think anyone in bodybuilding, you want to be close to the centralized area. That's, that's the place. That is the place to be. South California, that's where the Arnolds hang out. That's where all these guys, big celebrities hang out. That's the bodybuilding capital of the world. It started with, with Gold's Gym back in the day. And we talked about Gold Gym on prior podcasts, but he's, he's living the dream guys. I think it's all our dream to, to live in Southern California around that culture, that bodybuilding culture. And that's how it is. You go to the beach, everybody looks good over there. Everybody looks good. Everyone's ripped. That's just the culture, man. You don't see people walking around with guts. You don't see people walking around fat. I mean, people are proud of how they look. So it, that's, that's the place people go for sure. Quick, quick aside for you guys. This is one of those bits of fan information. Woodland Hills is, as I was trying to say earlier on, is the address for, or was the address for, the Weeder Enterprises headquarters. Joe Weeder's office, the one with the statues and the paintings and the top writers and the photographers, is in Woodland Hills. So what a spot. What a spot to have a gym state. Just five, probably 10, 15, 20 minutes from the gym by the beach, sorry, from by driving and if Joe Weeder was alive, man, I suspect we're talking about Bradley going up the Woodland Hills for the for the head office there. That would that'd be something, even just a driveway. That would that be very, very cool. Yeah. Onwards. Yeah. The beach kind of is cold over there because you have the current coming from the north. So mm. that's the only thing that sucks about the beach there. But it's great for surfing. If you've got a wetsuit, it's great for surfing. And on a really, really hot day, you can get in the water. But it's not like on the southeast coast, Gulf of Mexico, the water is warm. The water is in the 80s, even close to 90 during the summer because you have the Gulf Stream. So that's the only downside about California is the beaches are not that good to swim in, but it's beautiful out there. So Mobster, to into his training philosophy. 
I was talking about uh, from from the article, which we'll link you to, guys. But I'm also uh, going to think about the fact, as I said, he's done a lot of collaborations with various athletes. So there are stuff like doing some fantastic bench pressing, squatting, and deadlifting with Larry Wills, fooling around in the gym, bench pressing the girls, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But if we talk about his actual training philosophy, we're talking about one and a half hours a session, quite typical for most gym users, and and aiming for a ten rep range for his exercises, which as, as per the article, talking about 75, 80%. And this is something we can get into in training articles. Guys, ask these questions on the forum. Um, it says he doesn't follow a plan, but believes in listening to his body. i, I got to be honest. I think it's probably because of his advantageous genetics. Most of you guys shouldn't do that. You should have a specific training target. You should write your stuff down. You should see where you are. Keep a log on your forums, guys. We support logs left, right, and center. Um, I think one of the things that's probably, it might be at that level now, Steve, and I've been like this in the past when I was competing, when we had different guys come out over to the gym, and I suspect it's true for Bradley, it changes things up. That level of competition, having other people that you want, world-class athletes come to the gym and doing their stuff. So, for example, we've seen Larry Wills training there, as I've mentioned already. That's going to make you want to squat. When Larry is squatting, when Larry's deadlifting, doing strongman-type training, and in fact, Quick one for you, Steve. They even got like a track down the middle of the gym. And the truck that you mentioned, I believe they did like a thing in the gym with the truck, with a harness, a strongman style training as well. I think it's one of those things where it's going to stimulate you, shows you've got great all-round strength from wherever else. I think it's going to be that sort of stuff where you're not doing the normal thing. So instead of getting on a treadmill, you're out smashing, that's uh, doing tire flips, smashing it with a hammer, putting challenges up with other guys, having people come to the gym on a particular day, and if they see you doing what you're doing, joining in. So that's what we used to get in the kind of gym that I was training back when I lived in Gloucester. That makes you train to another level. It pushes you much harder than you normally would. I would be more interested, just from a training philosophy point of view, to seeing what he does when people aren't there. But this other stuff, Steve, have you ever done this when you've gone to a different gym? And you've joined in with someone else and done something different to what you would normally do. How does that how does that feel? I think that's what we're getting here for Bradley. I suspect this is the stuff that he really enjoys. The day-to-day stuff, the kind of boring stuff, the necessary stuff, doesn't get the juices going. But when someone comes to the gym and the camera comes out, game on. You, you take things up and, and, and a notch. And of course, as we said, he's living his dream. He's doing this all the time. Certainly enough to get those videos out and get those likes, that's for sure. All right, guys, so let's get into his diet a little bit. He's very advanced for a younger guy. Um, and when I wrote this article a few years ago, he's very, very advanced. So now he's even more advanced, I'm sure. But he talks about a lot of intermittent fasting strategies, fasting strategies. The nice thing about fasting strategies, you can cut body fat while still maintaining muscle. So that's a, definitely an advantage. He talks about some things in a YouTube video. So let's kind of get into the five things, five little tips he says. He believes in um, fatty fish versus bottom feeding fish. So he thinks those are more healthy, which they are because of the high Mm -hmm. omega-3 content. That's something we need more of. We need more omega-3s in our diets. We don't get enough good fats in our diets. We get too much bad fats in our diet. And in the American diet, I don't know how it is in Britain, but the American diet mobster gets zero, zero good fats. In, in the yeah. American diet, it's all bad fats. So he talks about that. He talks about quinoa. He said he thinks it's a complete protein. It has all the amino acids in it, and it's very underrated. So quinoa over rice, 
He recommends that. A lot of people may not like that because quinoa is a little harder to cook than, say, white rice. White rice is like 15 minutes boiling. Boom, it's done. Any yeah. idiot can do it. Quinoa is a little harder to cook. It's like brown rice. It's going to take longer to cook. It's going to be harder to cook. Um, next one is bell peppers. He likes bell peppers because they have a lot of vitamins. They're easy to eat, and they taste good. He also talks about Greek yogurt. He says it has a lot of protein and you can throw fruit in there and a lot of, a lot of things that taste better. Obviously you're getting the raw Greek yogurt. You're not getting the Greek yogurt from the supermarket. That's full of sugar, full of preservatives and additives. And the last one we talked about is almond butter over peanut butter because it doesn't grow in the dirt. doesn't soak in pesticides. So these little tips are actually really good. I like them. Um, if you, if you can just simply, do these little tweaks to your diet, you could probably get some, some good, good results in the end. So Mobster, get into that a little bit, and then we can kind of talk about his businesses and the, uh, the WFN scandal. Do you know what it occurs to me? It's either, he's had a very good mentor at some point in his past, specifically when he was training for competition. That's, what, uh, that, that's the first thing that springs to mind. The second thing that springs to mind is, do you know what? He might actually be one of the more sensible fellas. He comes across in a certain way, that doesn't make me think he's a deep thinker or whatever else. But what if he's thinking, do you know what? I'm going to go on this video. I've got two and a half million, three million followers. I'm actually going to research what's good for my followers to eat. And I'm going to give them solid good advice. Now, you and I both know that typically with social media, this doesn't sell very well. You kind of almost want to have something crazy on there. I'm going to go to the sushi bar and I'm going to have 473 pieces of sushi. Yeah, and, and that's the great video. I've got strongmen buddies that have done it. Like, I'm going to eat four pound of steak and you, you know, 5,000 people watching them chewing a piece of meat. Here he's actually talking sensibles, like he's gone and done some research. He's had a good mentor. He talks about fasting as, as per your article, Steve. It's like he's actually done got together some decent information and realizes that he's got the not only first off is he learning something for himself, but he's teaching you, the listener, good, solid nutritional advice. I mean, that's kudos to the fella for putting some effort in. We could always, the thing that happens quite often with this stuff is we argue over the tiniest details. Oh, you should have it at this time. You should have it this amount. Here he's talking about five really good healthy foods that None of us eat enough of. I'm the only one on that list I've had this week is Greek yogurt because one of the local stores is doing a Greek big. And I've had quite a bit of it, funnily enough, quite obvious, you say. So it's, yeah, you know, you're on a, what, what we do when we're indulging versus what we should do. And if we're sitting on doing a podcast like this, telling people what is the best deal. Bradley, Bradley, thumbs up, fella. You've done a good job here. So get... Let's get into his a little bit more about his website businesses, Mobster, and a little bit into WFN scan. We're going to talk about a steroid cycle that we think he would have used. I'll, I'll touch on the website right here. We've, we've mentioned this in a bunch of podcasts before. It's quite simple. Bradley is no different from anybody else when it comes to making a buck out of social media. It kind of, I won't say it's boring, it's necessary. If you want to make some money, guys, and you've got a big social media platform, sell a T-shirt, you know, sell some wrist wraps. One of the things that Bradley does is he does a, a various different kind of levels of programs and whatever else. And, and the top end, certainly when the article was written, was $300. I believe it might even be a little bit more than that now. So, you know, there's Bradley Martin uh, caps, T-shirts, kind of 
some of it's cool and was done in a particular kind of way so that almost it could be sold in other stores uh, which was nice he, he was thinking again he was thinking slightly more professionally than other people not just selling my shirts and my hats and my, my whatever beanies on social media but what if people want to take this and put them into their stores what if people want to take this and put them on into the gym shop in their gyms so quality gear nicely done uh, but again it's not untypical there uh the gym obviously one of the uh, is it makes money one of the conversations he says is he's had the opportunity a few times recently in the last few years certainly since he's become popular to turn that into a licensed or franchise type gym and he says no he says because almost 100 percent these things tend to get diluted you end up with 100 bradley martin gyms 100 zoo 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 culture gyms and only one or two are like the original gym so he says one of his plans for the future and again this is in a fairly recent video is to open maybe five six seven possibly eight but he wants those gyms to be as close to the original as possible we we, we know for example there's only one metroflex dirty disgusting horrible but hardcore and you go there and you train your life over in Arlington, and sexist the same could be argued about the original gold's gym the same could be argued about the original world's gym and i think again this is an indication of bradley actually having a professional sensible proper head on and maybe wanting to leave something behind so again thumbs up in that particular way bradley because he wants to keep if he does have other gyms if people do come to him and open other gyms he wants them to be like zoo culture is now not something just a name on the front and please come in and give me your money so that's that's to be uh, appreciated again. Why don't we get onto the WFN scandal there, Steve? Do you want to go? So, yeah, we've talked about this in the past. WFN scandal came out of Miami, the wellness, fitness, nutrition. <clears throat> and, you know, to put it simply, there was a source running out of the Iron Addicts gym, That's which got raided and closed. And they had an office. Richard Rodriguez had an office in that gym. He was arrested, his wife, several others. They were running an illegal steroid outfit, but they made it look legit online. They made it look like you're getting a prescription. It's through a doctor. Everything's legit. But the weird thing is they were selling steroids like Trembolone, which aren't even legal or pharmacy grade. They didn't even exist. So Primabolone, same thing. It's not even legal in the United States. So how are they selling it? So it was a little weird the way they ran it. It was, and boss obviously- you know, the government was watching these guys for a long time, compiling a lot of evidence. And finally, they went in and they busted them. So the fact that they were doing this out in the open was just completely insane. Um, they weren't even trying to hide it. But I think a lot of people got ensnared in this because they thought it was legit. They thought, yeah, I'm getting it through a doctor. I'm getting a script for it. So, yeah, it's legal. But in the end, it all went down. So, listen, Bradley Martin is one of the guys who – you know, who, who uh, Rodriguez knew personally. And, you know, there's a lot of things about, there was a rumor that some of these social media guys were putting out that Martin blew up his phone the night before the arrest, telling him to delete all his pictures <laughs> off Richard's Instagram account. Yeah. So the insinu insinuation was, hey, he knew about the bus coming and he wanted to scrub everything so to not get ensnared in it. So it must have been a really stressful few days if this was true. So, yeah, Monster, finish it off. Yeah, I'm going to address this. One of the things we've given you advice on in the past, guys, and in fact, it has also come up on the forum. This is quite simple. 
uh, and you kind of understand why everybody ran around panicking, right? So let's imagine for argument's sake, uh, allegedly that I have purchased or I have had steroids from a well-known supplier of steroids, perhaps even a former sponsor, for example. Now, if the FBI brushed down their doors and they grab a list, a name and addresses and stuff like that off, off sheet of paper or the hack the computer or whatever, and this has happened, guys, we know this has happened, we've seen this addressed on forums, then there's a potential for the FBI to send you some sort of letter or knock on your door or ring you up or email you or whatever, right? And it's never, ever, ever going to be a lovely, pleasurable experience, one that you're going to want to remember in, in a nice way in your, when you're getting old, right? So the situation was, with the WFN scandal, quite simple. The, 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 it was reported that there were a lot of very famous, it's kind of like when they raided a brothel, you know, the local judge is caught with his pants down. So what happened with WFN was a lot of very famous people, including potentially Hollywood stars and people of name, and of course, social media people, et cetera, et cetera, who shall remain nameless for the perp, but just to be used as a generalization, panicked. Oh my God, that place that I might have got steroids from has been raided. I know this guy. I had a drink with him. Maybe I've got steroids. Maybe I didn't. Maybe I just met him at the Arnold or the Olympia. But now my name's in the frame. Is his name in my phone book? Oh my God. Panic, panic, panic. So yeah, I guarantee, Steve, that there was a lot of phone calls, a lot of emails, a lot of what the hell do I do's around the time of Mr. Rodriguez's arrest. Quite simple, really, if you think about it. Did Bradley Martin get arrested? No. Has Bradley been charged? No. Was he potentially maybe a customer? Quite possibly. And the other stuff that comes off the back of this, of course, which is one of the negative things of social media, you suddenly get 47 channels that are trying to make their name, trying to get the traction, trying to get the followers. Oh, let's make a, a video and we'll accuse this guy and that guy of being involved we've seen people come and go in that particular area and it ends up sometimes that they're the biggest bullshit as we know. Steve and I talk about these things from a point of experience, but we're not out there naming and shaming. We're not out there grabbing names off the internet and maybe crazy accusations. So yeah, I can see why this stuff happened. And I can see obviously certain people, if you bought some steroids from a guy one time, he might even just send you some samples. Now your name's on the database. So, yeah, it, it could have well been a huge issue. Bottom line, Bradley didn't get arrested, Bradley didn't get charged. So I suspect it was a question of rumour and phone calls and misunderstood text and all that kind of stuff. Not very nice, not very pleasant, and hell, he, who knows? Some of those other social media channels, YouTube YouTubers, probably got uh, things like that going on in their own past. So how about this, guys? Try not to make traction out of the bullshit that's going on because it can also bite you on the ass. Back to you, Steve. So let's get into his steroid cycle that he could have ran. He doesn't, Mobster discussed it. Rally Martin does not discuss steroids at all on the social media. He no. doesn't mess around with that. He's got too much to risk. He's not like he's Joe Blow from Charleston, South Carolina, who can post steroid stuff on their Instagram because they've got 1,200 followers and they're trying to build their followers or they're going to talk about steroids. 
no, they, this guy is huge and he's got a lot to risk and a lot to lose mm-hmm. in the process. So yep. huge man. Let's take about a st- speculative steroid cycle. So HGH, eight IUs a day. HGH is really important in our body. HGH is a great fat burner. HGH is great for recovery, repair. It's great for lean muscle mass. No doubt if you compete, HGH is part of your protocol. So no doubt he had used HGH. Pro athletes in sports, they love HGH as well. So in bodybuilding, it's very, very important to use HGH. Testosterone sipony, you can get away with it these days because of AIs. Lots of tests, 1,000 milligrams a week. Why not? Run an AI with it, control the estrogen. Equipoise, 800 milligrams a week. Why not? Equipoise is great. High dosages of EQ, low side effects. It gives you boost in endurance. It gives you lean muscle mass. It gives you strength gains. Why not take it? And then the big one, Trembolone. Trembolone from 200 milligrams a week up to 1,000 milligrams a week. You can run it anywhere in between there. One of the best steroids. Well, I'm not going to say one of the best steroids. The steroid. The steroid. This is the base of any steroid if you compete. I don't care if you're a physique competitor. I don't care if you are a heavyweight, Mr. Olympian, top 10 guy. Trembolone is a must these days. If you want to keep up with your peers, if you want to keep keep that muscle, I mean, nothing builds strength and muscle like Trembolone. You can just look at Bradley and see just the sheer size, his strength and size. I mean, he does three plates like, like he's warming up, okay? It's like a styrofoam yeah. to him. Yeah. And, you know, there's no doubt Trembolone is a huge part of him and any other big meatheads steroid protocol because trembolone is so damn strong it's so androgenic it's so anabolic five times more androgenic five times more anabolic than straight testosterone on paper and in real life i mean there's no doubt it does the same effect it also is great at nutrient partitioning i mean you got trembolone in your system every meal you eat gets sucked into the muscle and it's just amazing i said when i was running trend cycles i would go work out at the gym then I'd go have a meal and it's just like, I kind I knew, I knew the way Tremblon worked, but you can kind of feel it. You can feel you, that nutrition just getting shuttled into the muscle, the way it increases protein synthesis, the way it nutrient partitions, it just takes that food and shoves it into the muscle by force. So man, if you go on trend and you eat and you train, you can build up like the more muscle of your life, the most muscle of your life, the most strength of your life. So it's a definite must with Tremblone. The downside is the side effects. So you kind of have to navigate it on and off as, as needed to stay healthy. So yeah, so uh, Monster, I'm going to let you in. What else do you think he was running and why? I've got a couple of thoughts and I'll address the, the products first. The Anivada, Winstrom, the Carderine. If you combine these with everything else that he's doing, and again, this is a suggestion, a speculative cycle, everything he's doing here is low. You're not going to hold a lot of water. You're going to stay dry. And I think it also occurs to me, and I made a note while Steve was talking, was the idea that he, if he's got, for example, again, I've, I've mentioned the name already, Larry Wills coming in, and they're going to do a massive, crazy strength day. 
but you know that Larry's not coming for two months, then you start thinking, right, right now I'm 240, I'm dry, I'm 8% or whatever else, but I can change what I'm taking. I can start anticipating that Larry's going to come in and do eight plates, nine plates, deadlift, squat, five plates, six plates, bench press. So I up my game. And of course, this would be Anavar, Trembolone, as you said already. The test Cipinate could be, for example, something that you could run year round on CRT. And again, this is something else that occurred to me as well. If I'm in his situation with, as I said already, 8 million combined total followers, my whole reputation, my whole thing is going to be based on my look. So I'm going to say TRT all year round, low levels of testing all year round. The other stuff's going to come in and out, but specifically it's about keeping them dry. It's about keeping them lean. And I'm going to adjust some of these dosages up and down a little bit through the year, depending on who I'm collaborating with. If I'm doing this training thing with the girls and they're coming in a few weeks, I just got to look clean inside here. I just got to look ripped. I don't have to do massive weights. But if Larry's coming, someone else that's a strength freak coming, he's had some very high class powerlifters there. I've done collaboration with people from Westside who trained at Westside in the past. So you're talking about strength stuff there. So for example, the chin is still going to be good for strength. Add up the, again, the Anavar 100 milligrams a day would be more than I would prefer to use, but certainly if I wanted to boost my strength temporarily a few, just a few weeks of that, knowing that these guys are coming to make sure I'm on point. I mean, I think I've seen him repping fire plates. Something else that occurs to me, and this goes back to the, the uh, tissue repair and injuries, would be, again, as Steve's already mentioned, the human growth hormone. Again, it's one of those connective tissue things. It's going to keep the skin looking good. It's certainly going to help with minor twitch. And I believe he's had a few tweaks here and there, which we've seen again on some of his videos back in the day. Uh, and the, 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 the strong man, the strength training stuff, it can be quite high risk, especially if you're just doing it for, for a video. Uh, you're prepared to do stupid stuff like six plates, bench press. We've seen guys doing five plate benches on Terrapec. We can see those videos on Instagram. So that's something else. Um, you'll also note the, the orals that are in there, uh, Winstrock can be taken, of course, as an injectable, uh, and you can even have it as a liquid, just not just pills. They're, they're not, they don't aromatize. There's not a lot of water in there. It's gonna go stay lean all the time. But to combine with the nutritional stuff that we've spoken about earlier on, it's gonna be in pretty good condition on this cycle or variants of this cycle all year round. And as I said, if I if if I was going to do a collaboration with Larry Wills, my, my training right now is high volume. I'd drop the volume. I would drop the reps. And I would, as long as I've had enough time off at my PCT, I would start thinking about doing some sort of strength cycle so that when Larry turns up, I'm ready to rock and roll. If Bradley's not doing something like that, I'd be very, very surprised. So, yeah, there you go, Steve. I can think something else which has occurred to me. Um, I've seen years ago when he first started doing stuff on YouTube, that he was sleeping on Buddy's sofas. He was sleeping on Buddy's floors. And he was even doing stuff, as you said, with the car and going to the beach and whatever else. I believe he had his, one of the smaller dogs at that particular time. Something of interest to me is this idea, which he suggested recently, that a lot of those people that helped him back in the day when he was poor and started this whole social media thing and was trying to get the gym together, they work for him now. I guarantee he's got someone working for him that does marketing. I guarantee he's got someone that helps him with the nutrition. And I would like to think he's got someone that's helping him with this steroid stuff too, even if it's only how to do it year round and how to do it properly. This is the sort of stuff that we try to put across in this podcast, Steve, when we're giving advice to people. When we do this with foreign members. We, I'm not a fan of people standing all year round. In Bradley's case, it's a necessity. 
to, to get those kind of views, to get those kind of followers, you need to look good. It's kind of something you almost got to do. Same as if you was a professional uh, pro ball player in the States, basketball, whatever, your whole career is going to be based on what you can do. And in this case, what you can do on video, how the gym looks, how you look, everything's based on that. So the idea that I would say, stand on year round, not a good idea. Don't do TRT unless you absolutely have to. But in Bradley's case, I can kind of see why it would be a necessity that you would need to be something. So, for example, I can see him cutting back on the trend at certain times, cutting back on the equipoise at certain times, discipline, not being running off the side. But in terms of condition and, and how to look good and being that particular way on social media, on camera, et cetera, et cetera, this cycle is almost certainly on point. It's going to keep him lean. It's going to keep him healthy in terms of his joints and his connective tissue. I would just be making sure that I had half an eye in his case on where I was future. So regular, regular blood test, plenty of full body analysis, going to get yourself checked out two, three times a year medically, making sure that stuff's on point as well. And of course, guys, as we've already covered, eating as cleanly as possible and as healthy as possible to negate. What's not included on this list would be products like M2 Guard, uh, organ protectors, uh, you know, making sure that uh, your health levels, keeping an eye on your blood pressure, keeping an eye on your lipids, et cetera, et cetera, all year round. I, I think probably, Steve, we're looking at every couple of months or every eight weeks, going off and going to see a medical professional and getting yourself checked out. Not something that he talks about. And in fact, I'll address that going back to something I mentioned earlier on. Guys, we've talked about this when it comes to steroids before. I, I don't have a lot of hair on my head. I'm not bald and I keep my hair very short. I go what we call a number one in the UK. It's just the clippers. No, no bits on them. Just shave that bitch off. So what we see a lot of the time on the forums, and especially with stories, and including this cycle, speculative as, as, although it might be, oh, my hair's falling out. Now, you've got the option to use a product like N2 shampoo or shave it off. And Bradley's taking his hat off and showing you his head. So another reason why we suspect he might be using steroids year round is because he's going bald. Now, of course, his family might have male button baldness in there, mum, dad, aunts, his, aunt, his uncles, who knows? But I suspect it's a question of the risk that he's played, the dice that he's rolled, take the steroids, look good, do these fantastic collaborations, make sure my health's on point, but oh my god damn, my hair's coming out. Okay, shave it. Keep that baseball cap on, Bradley, and crack on. And one of the things that's kind of cool, and I've mentioned it earlier on, when he's talked about anxiety, when he's talked about male pattern baldness, et cetera, showing you his, showing you his hair loss, is he's out there. He's not, there's guys we know, for example, professional bodybuilders a few years ago, Steve, having hair plugs. And, you know, you'll see guys shaving their heads all year round. And in the off-season, you might see Phil Heath with almost a full head of hair, Ronnie Cum with almost a full head of hair. But during the, during the season, when they were taking the highest dosage of steroids, that hair was shaved right the fuck off, man. He wasn't pissing around. So I like the fact that Bradley's out there telling you, kind of telling you, if you like, this is what's going on. This is the way. This is the wherever. And letting you know. Let me just address one more point here, Steve. I just touched upon already. On one of his videos, he talks about anxiety. Now, there's a potential there even again with the steroids, because some people might, without him even realizing, it might apply to Bradley. We know guys that have come onto the forums, taken steroids, and they've ended up with anxiety issues. If you're not comfortable, I mean, it, uh, uh, Steve can address this. 
some guys freak out when they're on trend, don't they, Steve? They just don't like how they feel when they're taking certain steroids, and we've seen it. So it might be an issue. Bradley has talked about having to go down to ER a few times with, with what turned out to be anxiety attacks. He's been open about his mental health. But talk about, Steve, the um, issue with, for some guys when they're on steroids. We've seen this on the forum a few times. Yeah, yeah so there's androgens. Even uh, something, even a mild cycle, I've seen this with just testosterone DECA. DECA is a very mild steroid. It's not very androgenic, mm. but just running mm. testosterone with the DECA and then running an oral with it, maybe a D-ball or something, guys flip out on it. Um, it. The androgens hit your body so hard, especially if you're new to steroids, um, and it makes you hormonal, just like a woman gets hormonal around yep. her period or gets hormonal while she's pregnant and you know, you feel the same way. So you can't handle your androgens. So when you're newer to these androgenic compounds or you haven't taken them in a while and you go back to taking them, it's going to hit you hard. And some people react differently. Some people, they get extremely crazy. Um, they get aggressive, they get short, they get cranky. Some people get, they want to fight. They want to just, they're looking for a fight with people. They're looking for confrontation. Some people, their libido goes sky high. Some people, the libido goes down. Everybody reacts differently to androgens. Some people just can't sleep on androgens. And then also with the, um, with the hair loss you were talking about, Mom, so I just want to address that too before I let you back in. With the hair loss, the reason steroids mess with your hair is because all anabolic steroids are either DHT derivatives which are direct DHT effect in the body, or they convert to dihydrotestosterone DHT in the body. So now some steroids like nandrolone, decadrobolin, MPP, nandrolone type steroids, they don't have that effect because they increase dihydronandrolone in the body, not dihydrotestosterone. So that's a different, that's a little, they're much better on the hair, but for the most part, most steroids either are direct DHTs or convert to DHT. So when you take, when you increase your DHT in your body, you're inflaming your prostate, which is a, which is a hidden danger. Um, you may notice you have trouble urinating or something like that. And that may be a side effect, but by that time that comes, you already have a problem. So it's very important with the prostate, but also they fry your head hair follicles. So when your head hair follicles get fried, of course, your hair starts falling out and it will yeah. not come back. If that if they're fried like that, those head hair follicles will not come back. So that's why you see all these YouTubers who who have these fitness sites. It's like they're all bald. Like what the hell happened here? It's because they abuse the shit out of steroids during their 20s and yeah, now they have yeah. no hair in their 30s because they fried it all. And of course, genetically prone to it, uh, you know, being genetically prone to it doesn't help help either. So no. Yeah, so um, I mean, I still have my hair, like no problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can tell, Absolutely. like, I don't abuse steroids. Like, I literally do not abuse steroids. I make sure I spend most of the year off of steroids, not yeah. on steroids. But these guys, they're on steroids year round. Year round. They have yeah. to look good year round. They have to be peaking year round, and you know that's <laughs> how it is. And of course, the more DHT that's in your body, the more effect it has on your head hair, and the more effects it has on your prostate. And then you're opening yourself up, obviously, to prostate cancer later on in life. So, Monster, finish out the show with your final thoughts. I'm just thinking, guys, sometimes you don't realize how much of an effect food can have in terms of your mood. 
The same thing applies to taking steroids, right? Now, we're not talking about roid rage here. We're talking about the ups and downs. We know, as Steve has already said, that there's a, a plus for some people, and specifically when you genuinely need TRT and you go on it, you go, oh, my God, I suddenly feel really energetic, really positive. My decision-making is snappy, pinpoint. You know, I'm at it. I'm aggressive. I'm a salesman. I'm out there. I'm kicking ass. I'm, I'm breaking sales records and whatever else. So it's a feel-good hormone. For other people, it's not so much that it's a bad hormone. It's just that they don't understand that they're going to feel different. It's kind of like, uh, you know, when you've got an upset stomach or you've got a bug coming, you don't feel yourself. So if you are a high testosterone type guy or low testosterone guy, and I flip that around for you, I switch the low test and I give you loads of, I put you on higher tests, suddenly you feel different. The same thing goes in the other direction. So it wouldn't be too much of a stretch to imagine here that if I'm on steroids year round, in the case potentially of a YouTuber, or Instagram star, in order to stay in shape and look good, there's going to be periods during the year where my, when I'm changing my cycle up, and again, I'm thinking of training, that, that, that I'm going, my mood's going to be affected. If I've got any kind of anxiety, it's going to be affected. Hell, going bored's going to make some guys anxious. We've seen enough of that on the forum, Steve, when it's come up. It's perfectly normal if you've got a full head of hair to put your comb through your hair, to brush your hair, and have a certain number of come out every day i think it's something in the order of 50 100 hairs every single day but when it's literally like i'm in the shower and i can see hair at my feet when my brush comes away and there's 50 hairs every time i'm brushing that kind of situation that would make me anxious if i was that obsessed with it so guys there's always going to be potential for side effects there's always going to be mildly mood operating aspects of taking steroids you need to be prepared for this don't forget to confuse don't forget to clarify in your own brain the difference between genuine actual anxiety which is sometimes perfectly normal for certain situations and feeling a sense of what feels like anxiety because you've, you've decided to up the trend as lots of people like to say keep that in mind this is the reason why i'm not a fan of steve's already said i'm the same i don't like staying on i certainly don't do year-round cycles never happened. the longest i've ever done is 16 weeks most of my cycles are 8, 10, 12 weeks. I take the rest of the year off. There's always those couple of weeks in the PCT. I'm a bit like that. And then it settles down, and then I feel fine, and then I start to feel better than normal. Perfectly normal, guys. But if you can't handle that, if you're, for example, we've had guys come on the forum with anxiety issues before they take stories, we say to them, go away, address this anxiety, deal with whatever's going on in your life, because when you're on cycle, you might not like how you feel, and we don't want to make your anxiety worse than it already is by reckoning when you do this, that, and the other. So the takeaway, guys, is address your mental health, be open about it, go and get it sorted, and think. If I take certain dosages of steroids, it might think, might change how I feel. I need to be aware of this. And again, this is what I'm saying. I think the, the connection with Bradley here is that he has talked about his anxiety, and who knows? It might be when he's up in the train. It might be when he's doing a thousand weeks excessive you know a week in the suggested cycle week it may just be that he's on a high dose gets a bit freaky his head's up his ass one night his girlfriend's not talking to him the next thing you know he's huffing and puffing can't see straight and has to go down the yard keep that in mind guys so when we talk about stuff advice that we give you on a forum we're trying to think of your mental health we're trying to think of your physical health we're trying to give you the right kind of as arnold would say the right kind of advice is 
with the view to looking after you in all kinds of ways. Back to you, Steve. Yeah, and if you've got existing problems, when you do steroids, those st- those issues are going to come come out. You know, head. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. if Bradley Martin, for example, has anxiety issues, and Bradley Martin wants mm-hmm. to take a bunch of Tren, his anxiety issues are going to get worse. We talked about that a lot. If you've gone to jail for beating some guy up after the hockey game or the soccer game or the football game because he said your team sucked, you've got anger issues. So if you go on trend and then go to the hockey game and after the hockey game, someone says something to you, you're probably going to get in the more fights. So it makes no sense. So you got to run these steroids moderately and be smart about what you're putting in your body because they, they work steroids work and they, they work a little too well for some of you out there. So, all right, guys, that was it guys. Bradley Martin, episode 143. We'll have a ne- another one next week for you. We're not going to tell you who. It's going to be a surprise. But Mobster is going to take us into the, uh, yeah. whatever it's called, the disclaimer. So <laughs> the disclaimer. Right. So, as always, guys, we're not doctors. The opinions are ours and ours alone. It's our view and based on the years of experience and views that we have on these particular topics. The podcasts are for informational and educational purposes only, entertainment too, and the freedom of speech and the First Amendment applies. We do this because we love you guys, but it's not cast in stone. It's just what we think. 